Welcome to Strictly Anime, a podcast for anime reviews and discussions by casuals for casuals. My name is Courtney. And I'm Carl. And this is episode number two. And we're reviewing My Hero Academia, season four, episode 21, Deku versus Gentle Criminal. As always, uh, there will be spoilers throughout this podcast, so you've been warned. Uh, to kick us off, Carl's going to go through a, a synopsis of what happened in this week's episode. Yeah, um, I didn't write this up myself, but I did find it off of tvtropes.org. Um, so, Deku vs. Gentle Criminal is the 21st episode of My Hero Academia's fourth season and the 84th episode overall. Class 1A wraps up their dress rehearsal the night before the school festival. Midoriya realizes that the rope he needs to haul Aoyama with had been frayed during the performance and elects to go to a hardware store the next morning to buy more. The next day, Hatsume interrupts Midoriya's early morning training with All Might to hand him the new gauntlets he had requested. He gets caught up in using them and has to rush to the store, stumbling across Gentle and La Brava as they end exit the neighboring cafe. Midoriya recognizes Gentle as the villain from the video he had seen the other night and draws him into battle when he realizes Gentle means to sneak into the school festival. And then a fight ensues and this episode was mostly about the fight I feel like. Mm-hmm. So initial reaction what, what was your overall take on this week's episode? Um, I know like by the title of the episode a lot of people thought like oh this is going to be the fight. But knowing the way that my hero kind of structures their fights with major villains, I felt like this was going to be like a two or three parter. And what we were just going to see in this episode was just like a taste of what's to come, basically. I enjoyed it, though. I think seeing the first real interaction between Midoriya and Gentle Criminal um, was interesting. And I have a lot of notes here about, I guess, a lot of similarities that I found with this episode and... Strangely, The Dark Knight, and maybe I'll go into that a little bit later on, but guess what was your take? Um, it was okay. That's that's the best way I can describe it. Um, I, for me personally, the second half of this season, season four, is all about the school festival, the Bunkasai. Like, this is what I live for, this kind of, not slice of life, purely kind of anime stuff, but just these fun things where we can just get to see you know, class 1A in a totally different light than what we normally see them as, as heroes in training. Um, and with the first half of the season being all about Eddie-chan and, and all that, it was, it was a very heavy first half of, of the season. So this half of the season is supposed to be lighter and, and more exciting. And so I figured this fight could probably just fit all in one episode, but it seems like they're going to drag it out to at least two episodes, God forbid, three. Um, but that's not what I'm here for. I'm here to see the school festival. I'm here to see all that fun stuff. Um, and it feels like overall this whole gentle criminal and La Brava situation is just a filler for this part of the season or it's just a throwaway duo of criminals. So this episode I think was was all right and it's leading up to something that I hope is a little bit better, the climax of the fight. But I felt like everything that happened in this episode could have just been combined with the full fight into one episode. Yeah, and going back to what you said about, I guess, this part of Season four's arc being more lighthearted, this is just like an aside. I just saw a YouTube comment that I thought was pretty funny where someone was describing like the first half of the season and then the second half where the first half 
um, is what's his name? Chisaki, like just screaming in pain. And then the second half is like, let's groove. <laughs> I just thought it was funniest thing. But again, that's the good way of, I guess, summarizing how people feel about this arc. Yeah, I, I think that, so I, I brought on a couple of points. I know you did as well about this particular episode. Um, and I would say one of the things that is strange to me, and it, it was more prevalent, I think, in the last episode or maybe two episodes ago, um, the relationship between Gentle and La Brava creeps me out. And I I know that, like, I, I don't know, I, I know that you pulled their ages. So what, what are their ages? Yeah, just doing a quick Google search. Gentle Criminal is 32, which is kind of strange given his, like, white hair. Um, and La Brava is 21. So right right at that cutoff point where it doesn't seem as creepy. Yeah, and how old is All Might? All Might is 49, apparently. See, that makes sense. Like, All Might's age makes perfect sense. But Gentle and La Brava, their ages do not make sense to me. La Brava obviously is, looks and sounds much younger than she is. Um, thankfully, she's not. And then Gentle is 32, but he looks so much older and behaves so much older than than All Might does. So it's just weird. Like, their relationship is weird to me. And in this episode, like, he calls her Honey to cover up her name. And she's like, she calls him, like, my love. And she's running towards him. And she's crying because she's worried about him. And I'm just like, I don't buy it. I, I just, maybe we haven't had enough character or relationship development to, to be able to feel bought into this relationship, but it's just, it's creepy to me, and I don't like it, man. I don't like that shit. <laughs> I mean, I mentioned this earlier, um, this particular episode gave me a lot of vibes of Batman, like the story of Batman, and more particularly the Dark Knight. Um, and I think there is a clear similarity between Gentle Criminal and the Joker and La Brava and Harley Quinn. Like There's a very subtle but I think very clear-cut comparison between those four characters, um, which I think is kind of interesting and, again, kind of feeds into why I thought this episode had a lot of vibes from the Dark Knight. Um, but yeah, I also don't really find Gentle's and La Brava's relationship very comfortable just because, yeah, she looks like a kid. <laughs> yeah. And then on top of that, too, it's like I still, we're, we're how many episodes into this second half of the season and, and into the Gentle criminal arc, but I still don't get what is his purpose and what is his goal. Like, I, I understand there's it's it relates something to what Stain was doing about proving a point or having a message. And he mentions in this episode um, that he wants to be seen as a man who accomplished a great feat. But it's also like, why? Why is that? Um, and, and why do I care? Why should I care? And I'm, that's what I'm struggling with. Again, the, the, this, this latter half of the season is, is great to me because I love the whole school festival arc. But the... I feel like they're interjecting a villain just for the sake of having a villain in the second half. And after what we went through with the first half and the emotional roller coaster that that was, I'm okay not having... I'd rather not have a villain in the second half than to have a throwaway villain like Gentle. And who knows? Maybe he's not a throwaway villain. Maybe there's more to his story that, that'll come later on. And he is a, a, a funny villain, and it is nice to kind of see a funny villain. Um... But I don't need it. Like, I don't need it, and I don't necessarily want it at this point, but it's here, and so I'm just kind of trying to accept it. Um, and I don't 
I don't know if I would consider Gentle to be a throwaway criminal. Um, I think given, like you said, how how dark the first part of the season was, I think we needed more of like almost like a comic relief antagonist for this part, just so we can kind of get that weight off our shoulders and still enjoy like this music fe- music festival arc. Um, but what well, couldn't the music festival arc be that weight off our shoulders because it's so lighthearted it it still carries dark undertones I would say because of you know Eddie Chan and Mirio having being a part of it but not really being a part of it because mm-hmm. of what happened to them for for their various reasons but wouldn't in my mind the you're right like we need something to kind of lighten the, the mood after the first part but that was the whole school festival in, in itself but why have another villain on top of that? And again, like that's just my thought is, do you really need that that villain in there? Yeah, and I guess going back to why I think there are a lot of similarities with the Dark Knight, I think that part of that is just escalation. Because um, we already know like the League of Villains is a huge threat. And going back to another previous season, there was a the tournament arc, right? I don't think there was an actual villain during that arc, but that was just because... It was during, like, during the rise of the League of Villains, right? Yeah, and I guess you got your fill of fighting because it was the school tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess if you didn't have a villain in this section, or this this part of, of of season four, then you would have probably a lot less fighting action. But I think it's okay for us to take one half of a season um, to to focus less on the hero aspects and more on just their like them being kids essentially mm-hmm. and being in school. I don't, I don't think that's asking too much or that doesn't seem too egregious to have half of one season where there's less action. And I get like a lot of people are here because of the action and the, the hero aspects of the show, but sometimes it is nice to take a break from the norm in that show to show us something different. And I feel like other anime have done that. Um, nothing comes to mind of course right now, but uh, other anime I'm sure ha- have done that type of thing. Um, so yeah, I, I just think that I, I'm okay not having Gentle in there, but I guess he's a funny villain. Yeah, um, I guess circling back to my point about like escalation, um, I think we're at a point in the overall story for my hero where like these things are just going to happen. Like Stain, I guess, provided the foundation for all these villains to start rising up against um, pro heroes and just the like this quirk society um so it started with with the nomus and then went back to all for one facing off against all might um into chisaki and the shihasakai and then now it's um it's gentle criminals turn to step into the ring and i think what's interesting about gentle criminal again with Comparing him with his similarities personality-wise to the Joker, he kind of wants to act as the antithesis of the League of Villains. Again, just by the name itself, or by his name itself, a gentle criminal, he's trying to establish that he has a different MO from what they're trying to to, um, establish. Where, again, he's very gentlemanly kind of person um it seems like he's very polite during a lot of his criminal activities uh again which is in stark contrast to what the league of villains is doing 
And I think he's doing that to kind of prove a point um, similar to what I guess the Joker is doing in The Dark Knight where he kind of wants to um, take down what is being established in society. Gentle Criminal in this case wants to become legend by kind of dismantling what people think of villains while at the same time establishing his dominance um, over like the pro heroes in general. Yeah, but can you accomplish that in, in half a season where you've just had YouTube videos and, and a little bit of exposition, but no no real action? I feel like that's a big task to take on with a, a, a villain who feels more like comic relief, partially feels throwaway, and we're already here at the at the big fight, and I feel like there was nothing... Like, it doesn't feel like anything's really at stake. It just feels like this guy's annoying and he's going to go bother the school festival and then it's going to shut down the school festival, which obviously for Midoriya and, and the students is really effing annoying. But as for you as the viewer, or for me as the viewer anyway, it just feels like, okay, like, like what, what's really at stake here? Like, he's probably going to get caught and it's no big deal and the, the school festival will shut down and I'll be sad because I don't get to see it happen. Mm. But what I don't feel that tension with, with this villain. I think that's another reason why I'm just not convinced. Yeah, and I, I can see that because, like, at the same time, while I think he's a compelling villain and different from what we've seen so far, at this point, it almost seems like he's the the villain of the week in that sense. Yeah, that's a um, way to describe it. But who knows? Like, we, I don't know how many episodes we have left in the season, but I'm sure this is going to play out, and hopefully, down the road, we'll see Gentle Criminal be fleshed out as um, a bigger character in the scheme of things. Um, but yeah, I guess that remains to be seen for us anime watchers because again, I don't we don't know what's going on in the manga at all. Yeah, strictly anime. We don't we don't read the manga. Um, one of the other things I, I took note of just a, a couple of smaller things, I guess. Um, honestly, if I were Momo, I would have just made the rope. Like yeah. it, it's. I know that it would totally defeat the purpose because then Midoriya wouldn't have gone out to go shopping. Although he did mention he had other things he wanted to buy in the morning, um, but. I, I would have been like, it's cool. It's the morning of the festival. I'd rather just make it really quick and make sure that you're here and nothing goes wrong than to send you out an hour before, a half hour before the festival starts. And now people are like, where's Midoriya? I would have been like, it's fine. I'll just make the rope really quick. No big deal. Right. And they said like, oh, let's not bother Momo while she's sleeping. But why not ask her to do it when she wakes up? I'm like, I don't think she would have minded that. Yeah. Right? It just, I think... What we're thinking of is almost like um, a how it should have ended. You know, those YouTube videos where it finds like a convenient way to wrap up like a movie plot hole. Um, but obviously, like this is in service to the plot of this episode. So it's something that we, we just have to accept. Yeah. The other thing that I thought was interesting um, is like, why doesn't he have a cell phone? I know that so at one part he mentions, you know, I need to run to the store and ask the store owner to call the police. Um, and then he bluffs with uh, with Gentle when they're fighting in the construction site, saying, oh, I called the police. But in, in his head, he says, you know, I hope he believes that bluff, meaning he either hasn't called the police. Um, well, he, he hasn't called the police, but then he also probably doesn't have a cell phone on him. Why wouldn't he have a cell phone on him? Like, especially when you know people are going to be expecting you and, and you're due back within like 30 minutes 
of of this point in the episode, why wouldn't you have your cell phone on you just so that you can get a hold of somebody or they can get a hold of you? I mean, when they went to go fight Stain, they had cell phones on them. That's how they found each other was using their GPS and sending their their mm-hmm. location. Why would Midoriya leave the school without his cell phone when he knows how much is riding on this school festival and how, how much people are counting on him? I just thought that was really... That was, like, overly convenient for this episode's plot for him not to have his cell phone and like just a really poor choice right and and, and given the times with the prevalence of all these villains like you think right you have some kind of communication device or even like speed dial to the nearest police station yeah and sorry really really quick too not only does he not have his cell phone but he also conveniently has his brand new gloves that he got from hatsume and, and I get that he was training with them earlier, but wouldn't you set those down to protect your brand new gloves, but then take your cell phone with you before you go to the store? I just thought it was mm. so strange that he has that, but he doesn't have, um, he, he doesn't have a cell phone on him. Priorities, I guess. Yeah. Um, now that you mentioned Hatsumi's gloves, this is kind of spoilers for the My Hero movie, which we had a podcast on about last week. Um, but I remember thinking when we were watching My Heroes, was it Heroes Rising, mm-hmm. right? Um, that Midoriya's gloves looked a lot different in there, and he started using that finger flick move in the movie where I think at that point when we were watching the show, we hadn't even seen that yet, or he was still perfecting it. So it was kind of interesting seeing those gloves appear in this episode to help me kind of understand what was going on in that in, in the movie. So I just wanted to make that point. Yeah, I know you're, you're right. I know we talked about it in, in the last episode, but just to reiterate the one point about um, why didn't they just wait to, to release the movie when it when it would come out in terms of the canon timeline. Um, I think also like, to, to many of us that was who only watched the anime, that was spoilers. Like, what what is this finger shot that he's doing? What's Delaware Smash Air Force? Like, that, that was a, a spoiler and... And we didn't even know it was coming. Um, but yeah, so it is, it's nice to see the, understand the backstory now and how he got the gloves in the first place. But it would have been cool to see that and then go into the movie knowing what it was. Oh, and to, to comment one other thing about the gloves, um, what I really appreciated was when, when Hatsume gives Midoriya the gloves in the forest and All Might asks to take a look at them, he immediately thinks when he hears, oh, here's some new tech to help you with your powers... Um, he has that flashback to, to his big suit armor thing that would only help him manage 20 to 30% of, of his all for uh, one for all power. Um, but then he looks at the gloves and he comments about how they're so compact now. And I thought that was a really uh, a funny little call to the generation gap that, that Midoriya has with, with All Might. That yeah, to, to Midoriya, this is cool, but it also makes sense for that for today's technology. But to All Might, he, he's only familiar with the technology that he's really used um, when he was, you know, still, still a hero. And he sees these and he's like, wow, they make them so small now. They make them so compact. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was a, a fun little little detail. Yeah, I think, again, that kind of harkens back to the point of escalation where um, heroes have, like, these more innovative gadgets. But then you have these villains that want to be, more like, larger than life. Um, so... Some other like small things I noticed, and these are kind of, I guess, fun facts. Um, I noticed there was a lot of interesting use of time um, in the beginning half of the episode where um, it's keeping track of it. I think when they started practicing in the gym, 
and then them being up at like 11.30 at night. And then it kind of follows Midoriya's morning as he starts off with practice with All Might, picking up these supplies at Work Sun, which I think is supposed to be a play on Lawson. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I, someone has to clarify if this is correct, but I noticed right when he meets Gentle Criminal and La Brava, the time is 8.30, which I'm pretty sure is the same time that the, the raid on the Shihasakai started. Oh, maybe. Right? So I thought there was an interesting connection there, um, which I think is why they wanted to bring back this concept of where time is in the episode. One thing that I thought was interesting in the episode, and um, I also noticed, I think, during their initial meeting, um, Midoriya has a little Adidas logo that looks like All Might's face on it. And I think you see that in the ending um, credits too but if that was a real product I would for sure buy that <laughs> yeah me too that's so cute I, when when you pointed that out the first time we watched the episode I was like that's really cute I want that maybe someone will make it and we can buy it online yeah so hopefully someone out there is putting that together on like Etsy or Redbubble you've got two sold already yes for sure and I guess one thing I noticed is that gentle criminals, I think this is the first time we see his quirk. It's very useless in terms of like how villainous it is. It's just him being able to um, make anything elastic, whether it be air or we saw the steel beams on the construction site. So I thought it was interesting that, again, this guy who wants to show himself as very different from the League of Villains or any other villains has a very, I guess, weak quirk compared to theirs. Yeah, it's a great defense quirk. I think that in a fight, as we saw in this fight too, it would be a great defense maneuver. But yeah, there there's no offensive quality to it really. Mm-hmm. And I guess one more thing that I noticed with the episode, and I hate going back to The Dark Knight, but it, there was just so many vibes of this that I was getting, is that their fight ends up on a construction site, much like the climax of that film. And I guess in this episode, there's not really um, a battle of... Wow, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, there's not a battle of morals going on between Gentle and Midoriya to the extent that we saw that with The Dark Knight between Batman and Joker. But it's clear in this episode uh, that Midoriya stands between Gentle and Gentle kind of fucking up the music festival, much like Batman was standing between Joker and the city of Gotham um, in Joker's quest to reign chaos on the city. Um, and so, I guess, in that sense, it's a, it's a very, like, superhero trope, that whole scene felt like. And then there was the part where Gentle was kind of messing up with the steel beam to make it elastic, and he was presenting Midoriya with two choices, either he tried to stop Gentle Criminal or save the beam from falling um, on the onlooker below. And again, that kind of harkens back to a lot of other superhero tropes I've seen. Again, in Dark Knight, there's the choice between those two ships setting off the detonators on either ship, or even in Spider-Man where uh, the Raimi Spider-Man where Green Goblin makes Spider-Man choose between saving Mary Jane or that, um, that fairy terminal tram. 
So. Yeah, and and one comment about the fight at the the construction site. All I kept thinking the whole time when he made that that steel beam elastic and made it fall. Midoriya, just just put the steel beam down. Why are you holding <laughs> it so long? You could just throw it right in front of it. I know, just toss it in front of you. There's no one below you towards the front. And on top of that, you sit there holding it while he gets away, and then you decide to fire an Air Force shot at him while still holding the beam, which is like, why would you do that? Put the beam down and then fire a very well-aimed shot. It just it was driving me crazy when we were watching it. I, I needed him to put the beam down. There's nobody around except for the old man who had already walked away by that point, and you're just sitting there holding it, probably ripping your thighs to shreds. Just mm. put the beam down, dude. <laughs> yeah, I think it was meant to create tension. Like, ooh, yeah, what's it's like he tension. Do now? Just like the the whole gentle criminal arc. It the steel beam part was just tension for tension's sake. And I was like, I, I don't have time for this. You got a school festival to go to. Just put the beam down, dude. And what I'm hoping, I guess, with all this tension that's not really tension, is like, hopefully this is just meant to be an obstacle, like a small obstacle. And then Midoriya will end up feeding Gentle or the Class 1A will come in. And then we'll get like a full episode of just the music festival itself and the kids just performing so we can all have a good time. Yeah, I hope so. Like I said, I live for this stuff. And we haven't yet had our beach episode in My Hero, so I hope there's... a pool party episode. That's not the same. Although someone Mm. on Reddit said that we did have the beach episode. It's when All Might is training Midoriya on the beach. I'm like, that is not the same thing. Every anime has a school festival if it's at a school. Or they, at the very least, have their beach episode. Including the Rising of Shield Hero. Didn't think that one was going to happen. And apparently there was a beach episode. Um, and it was awesome. So I, I'm just hoping that when we get to the beach episode, the the inevitable beach episode, that there won't be another throwaway villain for that. Mm-hmm. I would rather, in these situations, instead of having a throwaway villain, I would much rather see conflict among one of the main characters instead. Like what they've been hinting at. I don't know if it's, if it's going to really be a thing but, but at this point, but what we see in the opening is, is Judo kind of conflicted and like thinking up I'm sure you know what kind of song to write for for the school festival and there's a lot of pressure on her to to get this done and and to make it awesome and she's highlighted throughout the opening so I figured going into it that this was going to be focused on her and her growth just like how the first half of season four was focused on at least in part um Kirishima and his growth And, and I didn't think that we would really get to a point in the show where some of the other, I guess, like B characters or secondary hero characters in Class One A got their highlights or got their major character development, but we are getting it, and it's and it's interesting. It's not just the character development being forced upon us. It's like I'm actually interested now in Kirishima when I was less so interested in him before he started to, to develop. So in this situation, I would much rather see Jito struggle and overcome her self-doubt about creating an awesome song and, and building this band for the school festival versus just having this this criminal into you know gentle criminal interjected here um just that Midoriya has somebody to fight I I, I think it's it would be much more interesting to follow Judo and in, in her arc however we're at this point where the we're at, at the morning of the school festival and she's already confident she's got her notes out there the band's practice they're all good to go they're nervous sure but we're here. So what other what other possible barriers could there be for her to overcome? We'll see. Maybe something happens right before they go on stage or who knows 
what what the rest of the season holds, but I was looking forward to more of a character development arc for her, and I, I'm not entirely confident we're going to get that this, this latter half of the season. Yeah, I guess moving forward in the future, that is something that I'd like to see too, where you get to see more of the backstory of these other characters or kind of follow their separate arcs and you become more invested in them. Uh, like you said, the opening really focuses on Jiro and I had the same impression uh, going into the season, um, but you only really see that when they're trying to plan out the festival. So um, who knows, maybe in the future we'll, we'll get an arc that focuses on Mineta, <laughs> which is probably going to be very raunchy, but um yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to how the next half of this battle between Midoriya and Gentle is going to look. Two more things. I like that uh, Midoriya's action move is called Delaware Smash Air Force. Uh, I thought that was like a perfect name uh, for something where he does have to manipulate the air. Yeah, it really plays along to the whole US of A theme for all of his moves. Yeah, although it's... Kind of weird because, like, All Might, I guess, kind of established all the those move names, and he has that American vibe around him. Whereas Midoriya, like, he, he's just a Japanese schoolboy, right? So yeah, it's kind of weird for him to use. That's a good point because I'm sure that they don't want people to make that connection that he's essentially... All Might's successor and people who know about One for All will then know that Midori inherited it, but mm-hmm. he's using his exact same moves with the same names and everything, openly screaming them in fights, so that is a, an interesting choice. But uh, I think hearing him say Delaware Smash Air Force, um, it, it took quite a turn, uh, very similar to where we hear All Might's final smash was United States of Smash. That I was think. great, yeah. Yeah, I think those two are on the same level of catching me by surprise. Um, and then my other last thought is kind of going hand in hand with that move. Um, I like how they incorporated that, uh, Midoriya perfected this move partially through, uh, the dance practice, um, that was being taught by Ashido. I thought that was a clever way to kind of mesh his, not his inability to learn the dances, but his, I guess, tenacity to learn the dance moves for the festival performance and let that combine with his his resolve to really hone in on using this p- specific part of his quirk. So yeah, I guess you can learn any kind of heroic ability through dance, through music, who knows, through cooking in a later <laughs> episode. So... So I guess what would you rate that episode out of 10 smashes? Kind of like what we did with um, With the movie. movie. Yeah. I would rate it, this particular episode, I would rate 6 out of 10 smashes. Smash A. Okay. And yeah, for me, I guess it would be 7.5, 8 smashes out of 10. Just because I think Gentle Criminal is a pretty interesting villain. And, again, so many Dark Knight vibes from this episode alone. And you probably can already tell that I'm a huge Batman fan. So kind of seeing those connections was interesting. But, yeah, hopefully the second half of the battle will be a little more epic um, in the next episode or two. And hopefully we get 
a couple of episodes or at least one full episode dedicated to the school festival because that was that's the whole point of the second half of of the season is the the school festival and that's what i'm looking forward to yeah it should be fun should be fun all right well that's episode two we'll we'll be here next week to talk about episode 22 of my hero yeah which i think is titled school festival start so it better be about the school <laughs> festival. Yeah, we'll see. Or they'll just drag it for like another four episodes. As long as we get a lot of school festival, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I will say though, this arc does seem a lot quicker than the first half, which is a good thing because the whole Shie Hasakai arc just dragged. But I think this one's a lot quicker, which I appreciate. Yeah. Um. So yeah, thank you guys for listening in. Uh, special shout out to Super Newt Ensemble. Um, for the jingle that we use at the beginning and end of our episodes. But we'll see you guys next time. Bye. A podcast for anime reviews and discussions by casuals for casuals. My name is Courtney. Stop! <laughs> I'll try to. Okay, one more time.